Don't forget you can get the show ad-free and early on patreon.com slash hauntedpodcast. On August 29th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will be hosting another live broadcast with my spooky friends. I'd love for you to join us, so head to getvocal.com and subscribe to the channel. Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. Sleepovers, ghost nannies, Boy Scout camps, and haunted Airbnbs are featured in this latest episode. Our assistant, Aaliyah, has done a really good job of making sure these spooky tales make it to your ear holes. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get spooked. Our first story comes from Llamafly348, whose seemingly innocent sleepover exploration brought out the supernatural creeps, literally and figuratively. I was having a sleepover with my best friend and her little sister who live in the countryside in Finland. We were walking in a forest behind their house, and soon we were walking from the forest to the side of the road. We started walking down the road to a well that was on the other side of the road about a mile away. It was a quiet road, only a few cars that went by in an hour. We got to the well and quickly drank some water. We stood there for a while and talked. And then we noticed two quite tall creatures about 50 meters away. One of them was standing on the side of the road, and the other one walked from one side of the road to the other, but they never came close to us. They stayed in the same place for about 15 minutes and just moved from one side to the other. They looked like humans, but we didn't see any details in them. Although it was daytime and the sun was shining, they were like two black shadows. The way they moved around was strange. It looked like they were floating just slightly above the ground. And when they walked, they took very, very long steps. At first, we thought they were humans, and maybe they had a car accident or something. But we didn't see any cars. We also thought that maybe they were just picking berries. But no, they just moved from one side to the other. Then we decided to shout something to them. I think we yelled something like, Hey, did your car break down or what? But they didn't respond. They didn't even look at us, just continued doing that weird thing. We then started walking back to my friend's house, and we brought along toy arrows and a bow, and we shot haystacks that were on the field on the other side of the road. After an hour, we were still on the side of the road messing around, and we could still see those two creatures in the distance. We were actually getting a little nervous because of those things and we started running towards my friend's home. When we got there, we told her mother about what we saw, and about half an hour later, she drove with us to that same place where we saw those creatures. We didn't see anything in there. There were no signs of a car accident, 
and that would have been quite unlikely because there was never much traffic. We drove a couple more miles and we saw nothing. Then we just drove back to my friend's house. We still can't explain what those weird creatures were or where they came from. They just stayed there for over an hour. Maybe they were ghosts who were lost. Who knows? I am not a fan of unknown twin creatures just hanging out in the woods. I did a quick Google search to see if a Bigfoot type creature was in Finland and surprisingly, there were a few articles on the subject so maybe that was it. I have no clue and honestly, I'm good with that. That story was read by my friend Sammy who has a really awesome Instagram page. Head to quarantine underscore creations to find out more. Our next story comes from Kailu Ramia, I'm so sorry for butchering your name, whose sister lives in a magical town with a ghost nanny. Seriously. So I grew up in a little city by the border of the U.S. and Mexico. I'm from Mexico and when I was a young teenager, my oldest sister moved to a near town to a family house on the side of my brother-in-law to an area that was called Magical Towns. These towns are called magical because they are trapped in time. Historical events happen in these towns and the government ruled that these places have to be preserved as they were. So any modernization of the town is prohibited, but they are okay to do so around them, as long as they don't interfere with the historical aesthetics, so a lot of the houses have been there for hundreds of years. So this house was one of the many houses built by the railroad for their workers to live in. The house was kept by the family, but nobody wants to live there because the train passes at 2 and 5 a.m. So it is so close that the noise is really annoying. Back then, my sister and brother-in-law weren't doing so well, so they moved there because as a family property, it was free to stay. The actual owner doesn't charge rent to family members, so it was the best they could do to save money. So my brother-in-law just opened a cyber cafe and stationery store, and those were the MSN years where the computer was a luxury, so they were doing well. They both are system engineers, so by a little town without malls or office depot, this was a huge help so it was always busy and they were always working. The town is so close to my city that sometimes we would just get in the car and drive there for the weekend. One day my mom told me she wanted to go and we left without calling. A thing I forgot to say about these houses is that they aren't the most secure. So my mom had given my sister an industrial lock that can't be broken into with anything. So we got to the house about 8 p.m. or so, and it was already dark. I see the light of the living room on, and it was shining to the room on the right. This is their bedroom, and there's no door between it and the living room, so it was illuminated by the light. But there's also another little room in front of it, also without a door, and the little room in the front of the house, so I can see the light by its window. Imagine the three rooms in the shape of an L, but 90 degrees to the right. We arrived to the house and the light was on and I was texting a friend so I wasn't paying attention. Then I see my sister scratching her head and vanishing into the little room. 
I thought that maybe she was asleep and we had awakened her and she went to the window to see who was outside, but she never left the little room. My mom knocked on the door for like 30 minutes straight and I kept telling my mom that I had just seen my sister and then she has to be there. I saw her with my own eyes. But nobody answered the door and also the industrial lock was on the door so she would have been trapped inside. So my mom gets tired of knocking and say, we're going to the cyber and asking your brother-in-law for the key. And I kid you not, there was my sister who I had just seen in the house and I was shocked because I couldn't believe it. We went back to the house in fear that someone had broken in from the backyard, but everything was fine. But it didn't end there. The next day we went to visit my brother-in-law's great-great-grandma and she told us that everyone who has lived in the house had lived through some paranormal shit. Nothing too scary, but very, very strange. A couple years from that, my sister told us that the same figure I saw changed my niece's diaper. Literally, a nanny ghost. She said that she was all alone with her, and that she heard and smelled that the baby was going number two, but she was asleep and she always woke up in a bad mood when her diaper was changed while sleeping. So she was waiting for her to wake up on her own since she had been asleep for hours and was going to awake soon. Anyways, my sister went to cook dinner and when she was done and went to check on the baby, she saw the diaper by her side, cleaned and asleep. They obviously weren't alone. Yeah, I would kindly decline the assistance of the ghost nanny. But I mean, at least she did something helpful and changed the poopy diaper, so props to her. That story was read by my wonderful friend Saul, who hosts the Nerds from the Crypt podcast and the Waiting on Our Miracle podcast with his wife. Now, Vayrock's ape shares about a mysterious force or figure in the scout camp they were at. Brace yourselves. This happened three years ago, I think in the scout camp. I was part of the older scouts, so we were the ones entrusted to guard the camp at night. Every day a patrol is chosen and they need to guard the camp with two people guarding it for two hours, then shift the roles and pass it on to someone else in your group. That night, it was our patrol duty to do the job. Since we were five, I didn't have a partner, but a guy named Nick volunteered to join me. Nick was from another patrol, but he was the cool guy, you know, handsome, funny, strong, etc. I was happy because we didn't know each other well at this point, but this was the occasion to get to know each other a little bit better and he was strong, so I wasn't scared of guarding at night. In the night, one of us would go look around the camp while the other guarded the campfire. I heard some weird noises that night, but it's a forest, so I didn't really think about it. After that, I told him the first episode of Stranger Things to scare him. It worked. At the last 20 minutes, we decided to go together to look around, quickly finish the job, and then go back to sleep. After a few minutes around the camp, we arrived at the quarter of the Young Wolves, the Junior Scouts, which my sister was a part of. I started to walk in their quarters, reaching the wooden gate they built, but when I crossed the gate, I stopped moving. I don't know how to explain this, but... 
You know when a weirdo on the street comes towards you with a knife and your senses are telling you to go away from danger? Now, this was the same feeling, but 10 times worse. All my senses were shouting, danger, get out of here. And I felt a fear so strong that I was petrified for seconds that felt like an eternity. I felt a presence. I don't know what, but I felt the presence of something in the dark. I couldn't see anything in the darkness, but I was sure that there was something out there, something really dangerous. I was just standing there for what seemed like years, but suddenly someone grabbed my shoulders. I turned around and saw Nick pale, sweating like hell, and scared to death. That's when I realized that he experienced something too. I never saw him like that before. This strong guy so sure of himself, who is everybody's friend, was scared like a little child. And hell, I was too. For a long second, we just looked at each other, and then he said, Let's get out of here, now. We went back to the camp and didn't talk to each other. Two days later in the morning, when there was a flag-lifting ceremony, Nick and I too noticed that a girl was missing from one of the patrols. When the ceremony ended, we asked the girls why their patrol was incomplete. They replied that, Katie passed out last night when she guarded the camp with Lily. We were both shocked and I asked, What? What happened? And the girl named Lily replied, We split up. I would go to the plain side and she'd go deep in the woods to the wolf's quarter. I heard her scream, ran back and saw her passed out on the ground in front of the gate. We looked at each other with Nick and we knew what the other was thinking. We were going to go talk to the girl in her tent and ask her about what happened. She was really uneasy and wanted us to go away, but I asked, Did you feel it too? When I said this, her facial expression had changed. She was scared. She said, I... I I don't... It was horrible. We patiently listened to her while she tried to find the correct words to express herself. I... I don't know what it was, but I don't want to experience that ever again. She was trembling like a leaf. All three of us wanted to forget this, but it was so hard. Many days passed and the end of the camp was near. It was the 11th day when we packed all the tents up and slept our last night under the night sky near the campfire. But our patrol had a chill zone where we slept away from the rest of the camp. The camp was near the Danube and our tent was just next to the little embankment of the river. There was an old chair buried halfway in the sand, probably a fishing spot for someone. And it looked so chill sitting down and looking at the water flow, and this gave us an idea. We didn't move the chair. It was like part of the river for us, and near it, we sat four hammocks in place and chill there every time we had the chance. Many other scouts came to this place, by the way. So on the last day, we decided to sleep there. I didn't bring myself a hammock because I couldn't sleep in one. It's too uncomfortable for me. So I slept on the ground between the hammocks of my friends, forming a pentagonal shape. They fell asleep quickly while I was awake and listening to the flow of the river, and slowly I fell asleep with my eyes looking at the chair near us. I opened my eyes quickly. The sun had started to rise and the environment wasn't that dark anymore. But when I started to see clearly and looked around, my heart stopped for a moment. 
I saw a shadowy figure sitting on the chair. I just watched him for I don't know how much time, but at some point he turned around and noticed me. I was once again scared and didn't know what to do. The figure stood up and stared at me with white glowing empty eyes and took a step. My heart was beating so hard I thought it was going to come out of my chest. Then he took two more steps, and then for a fraction of a second the figure sped up like he was going to run toward me, but at the exact same time I woke up in a sweat. I looked around and saw that my friends were still sleeping, and I thought it was probably just a dream. It was morning. I started to pack up, but I noticed something. The chair was somehow out of the sand and there were fresh footprints next to it. Two footprints next to each other, as if someone stood up from the chair. Two footprints going towards us like someone started to walk in our direction. And a third footprint, which was more deeper in the sand. Like if someone started to sprint from that point. And after that, no footprints. Just like in my dream. Maybe it wasn't a dream after all. I think I'll never forget what bizarre things have happened in that camp. Never. I'm going to pause the spooky tales so you can hear a word from our sponsors. You see, this makes me really happy that I'm not a camp person and that I was possibly spared by whatever the heck dwells in a sleepaway or scout camp. Now, Orange Art 33 shares their experiences, yes, plural, in their family home. Growing up in my parents' home, I've had multiple experiences with the spirits. So has my entire family. Their house is an old Sears kit home built in 1932. My family moved in around 1992-1993. I can't remember exactly. I was two or three. Ever since moving in, we've had strange encounters. First one I remember is waking up in the middle of the night to go into the kitchen for a glass of water. And there it was. A see-through figure near the window by the stove. I tried rubbing my eyes to get adjusted in the dark, but the figure was still there, just staring out the window. I ran back to my room and hid under the covers till morning. After waking up, I told my mom and brother what happened, and my brother stated he saw the same thing during the night. It terrified us. Ever since that encounter, I've become infatuated with ghosts. My brother, sister, and I would sometimes sleep in my parents' bed. I would wake up during the night and have a bad feeling, almost of dread. Then I would see him standing at the end of the bed, watching me. He was tall, pale, and had brown eyes and shaggy brown hair. I saw the same man on multiple occasions, but only in my parents' room and at night. He would never say anything, just stare at me. The thing is, my mom told me years later, that each of us kids told her about seeing the same man. I still wonder to this day who he could be. 
My sister told us she would also see a woman and two children on different occasions, but myself and my brother never saw them. My mom also has experiences in her bedroom, but she never sees anyone. As soon as she'll lay down to sleep, the shades will move in the room, but as soon as she sits up to see what it is, it stops. The air vent isn't on. The windows aren't cracked open. It always happens when she's alone in the bedroom trying to sleep. Still happens to this day. My mom has asked my dad if it happens to him, and he denies it. That's why she can't ever get to sleep in her bedroom alone. My dad's a firefighter, so he used to work 24-hour shifts and has, over the years, worked nights at other jobs. So on those nights, she'd sleep with one of us kids or on the couch. It scares her that much. I was home all alone one day. I think I was in high school. I was sitting on my living room couch watching TV when I heard paper shuffling in our den. My mom's desk is in the den. I thought it was my cat, so I yelled for her to stop. The sound stopped for a second, but then started again as if someone was shuffling through paperwork. I again yelled for her to stop, but it kept happening. I went into the den to see what she was doing, and she wasn't in there which I thought was strange. Then I had to use the bathroom. As I'm about to open the bathroom door, I appear to my right, and there's my cat, sleeping on my bed. I turned cold. I would have seen her walk past me if she was in the den. I went back to the den cautiously and looked around. Nothing. Still the only one home alone, cat asleep. I sit back down on the couch again, start watching TV to get my mind off things, and once again, the sound starts. I decide to ask it to stop, and for some odd reason, it did. I've also seen a half of a man's face in the den window staring back at me, but when I turned back to my left, no one was there. It still freaks me out to this day. He doesn't resemble the man I saw in my parents' room, so... Not sure who I saw. The basement is also full of activity. Before the bathroom remodel, the shower curtain would try to get as close to your body as it could, but if you asked it to stop, it would. Freaked me out for the longest time. So glad when my parents finally got a shower door instead. One time I went into the basement to grab a drink from the fridge, and as I headed upstairs, I heard my brother say my name. I looked over the stairwell and asked, what, with no response and no brother in sight. I run upstairs, and my brother is in his room, watching TV. Over the years, we've each heard our name called in different areas of the home, and turns out there's no one there. Items will go missing and turn up days or months later in different spots than once placed. Someone will hear the basement door open and shut, but it's locked, and no one has come or gone. Items in the kitchen have fallen to the floor for no reason. There's cold spots throughout the home, especially in the basement and den. My sister is still too scared to go into the laundry room herself because she swears there's something watching her in the hall to get to the laundry room. That always has been an eerie spot. It's a dark area where the furnace is and where we always kept the cat box. Just always feels as if someone's standing behind the furnace. From what my parents have told me, the person who originally owned the house died in it. I'm not sure what from and what year. There was also a deadly car crash in front of the house, where the man's car went head-on into a tree in the front yard. 
I've heard stories from friends that people see a man outside my front house at night, walking along the sidewalk, and then will disappear. They've told me those stories even before I ever mentioned anything about my parents' house being haunted. I'm just glad we have pretty much coexisted with the ghosts over the years, with some frights here and there. My parents are getting ready to move after being there 26 years. It's going to be sad to see them move with all the good memories we've had, but I do wonder if the ghosts will haunt the new owners. That story was read by Augie Peterson, who is a published horror writer and podcaster that is currently working on her first novel. She hosts a podcast called The Short Stories of Augie Peterson, which, rather than have one theme, is a mishmash of all the things she's found interesting for the last nearly three years. Short fiction, movie reviews, indie artist interviews, and a ton more. Her first major show, Linda Listens, begins August 4th and will be available in bi-weekly increments through October 31st. To find out more about Augie, I'm going to include a link to her show in the show notes, and at the end of this, I'm going to play a trailer for the new show, Linda Listens. Maylee Maddie is staying in a haunted Airbnb. Yes, that's what I said. I'm staying at this Airbnb currently for a total of eight days, five down and three to go. Due to the fact that I'm moving state and have spent almost all of my savings on moving vehicle rentals, vehicle registration, and an apartment deposit and rent, I needed to be quite frugal on where I stayed before my apartment became available. I wasn't expecting glamour within this cheap Airbnb but I also wasn't expecting my experience thus far. I am no skeptic to the paranormal. I've had my fair share of experiences. I've done much research on surrounding places I've been and mostly blame my travels for my interest in these topics. Despite this, I've never had such a horrible, terrible, off-putting and malicious experience ever. It's a neighborhood that's rather woodsy. It's a studio-ish apartment with a separating wall to make somewhat of a bedroom. It's on the same block that the train tracks run through. Above your head, the bridge goes over the street out front, so the train is loud. First, bad luck. Lots of it. Before I got the Airbnb, but after I had reserved it, that's when it began. The job I had lined up fell through. Then five interviews later, I've still got no job. Not to boast, but I interview well. I'm a pretty well-kept person and my interviews have all gone well. My vehicle, a 2018, is having mechanical issues. Luckily, it's under warranty, but still. My dog who was staying at my parents' house needed surgery two days ago, and the apartment complex pushed my tenancy a week due to repairs at the very last minute. Hence, the Airbnb. Second, I have insomnia that I manage well, but I'm no good at sleeping through the night or falling asleep in the first place. But here, when I go to bed, this fog seems to fall over me, and I fall asleep almost instantly. While I'm asleep, I'm cognitively aware that I am in fact asleep, but I feel like I'm lucid dreaming and have strange dreams of the walls falling to the ground, 
leaving me surrounded by furniture in the strange forest. The other houses are gone, but the train is still there. It feels so dark and intimidating when I'm sleeping. Sometimes there is a dark cloud above me, just hovering inches from my head. The floors creak when you walk. They've been creaking when I'm not walking, though, too. The bedroom window opened by itself one night while I was sleeping. I can feel someone behind me while I'm cooking and have my back to the room. But worse, worse, worse of all, the unexplainable, I have been touched, and not softly. The first time on my right leg, just above my knee, it was broad daylight and I was folding laundry while standing next to the bed. I heard the creaking like footsteps. I ignored it, then it happened again, only louder. I ignored it again. The floor creaked again and then it happened. It felt like a fast, hard pressure above my knee and it scared the fuck out of me. I yelped and had no idea what just happened. That is, until I looked at it when I took my jeans off that night. There is a clear handprint, consisting of a thumb and two fingers. I have been touched two other times at this point and it's been five days here. These instances also left bruises on my other leg. I don't have the money to rent a different place for these last few days. I have to wait this out, but I don't know what to do. By the time this is being shared with the audience, they have left the Airbnb. So I hope everything has gone well and that luck has turned around. I so wonder what the story is with that place and actual touching? No. I would sleep in my car, but I guess that's easier said than done, I suppose. Well, that does it for this episode. If you'd like to submit your own spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and positively review the show on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can follow us on most social media platforms, Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, Facebook.com slash haunted pod, Instagram at it's haunted what now, and of course our website is hauntedpod.com. Production assistance provided by Aaliyah Lopez. Audio engineering and spooky sounds come from Chez at Gray Multimedia. Check out his work at graymultimedia.com. Spooky tune creator for the show is Nico at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at WeTalkOfDreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that? Hey folks, this is Augie Peterson. You might know me from my short horror fiction on the Grey Rooms in Aphotic Realm magazine or from my podcast, The Short Stories of Augie Peterson. Today I'm here to tell you about a new audio drama I'm writing, editing, producing, and starring in. Linda Listens. Excuse me? Oh, hey Linda. I, I thought you had a nail appointment today. Well, I was about to when I happened to hear some misinformation come out of that pretty little mouth of yours. What do you mean, your podcast? <laughs> well, I, I wrote it, so it's mine? Is my name not Linda? Am I not 
listening to the problems my Twitter followers send me and doing my best to answer their questions and solve their problems. It's my show, hun. You better get that straight the next time you go talking into that fancy-dancy microphone you got there. Sorry about that, folks. Linda Listens is the tale of Linda, a middle-aged woman in search of meaning after the tragic death of her family. Once she meets her raucous neighbor, the meaning she finds may be more sinister than she'd hoped for. What the hell are you talking about? What sinister meaning? <sighs> Linda. <laughs> what do you know that I don't? And how you get to know before me what's going to happen on my show. You are a fictional character. You can't own a podcast. It's my show. I wrote it. Fictional. Fictional. Oh, I'll show you. Fictional. Ow. I will show you. What the hell? Show Linda. Ah. Linda listens. Her new horror comedy podcast from Augie Peterson. Now streaming wherever you find a podcast. Yeah. That's right, you cavern fear. I'm going to my nail appointment. <laughs>